Listen to this in a minute, okay? It should be coming through any moment now. Okay, <laughs> who can identify those? What's the first one? Ravel's Bolero. What does that make you think of as soon as you hear it? Oh. Why does it make you think of ice skating? <laughs> Torvalandine, if you go back, 1984, 30, shocking, 34 years now. There's something about that sound, and right from the first, there's a first sound, just a little beat. It, it takes me back, it captures me, my imagination, because I remember watching that. And um, if you don't know me, I'm, I'm, I'm a sports fanatic. Um, Olympics is, is, I'm absolutely nutty about. And, um, and I, you know, I love all sorts of sports, but, um, you know, if you actually had to ask me of everything I've seen in my life in sport, which will be the number one that I think of sporting achievement, it would actually be Torval and Dean in the 1984 Olympic Games because they achieved perfection and they completely transformed their sport and uh, that's what that sound means to me it, it, it means all those things to me how about the second one some go yeah woo, I was geeky I say, oh no not again you know it, 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 it can bring up all sorts of emotions but I remember I remember being in uh, the Odeon in Leicester Square in 1977 on the, literally the first night it was shown to the public for you know, the first Star Wars film. And suddenly this, this, this anthem blared out across and, and all of a sudden we were caught up in a galaxy far, far away and a long time ago and all those sorts of things. And, and, and I'm still enjoying that journey to this day, a number of years on. It's, it's 40 years on, I'm still loving the journey that, that that music takes me on. And then the third one, who knows what the third one is? Land of My Fathers, or more commonly known as the Welsh National Anthem. If you're Welsh, that means a whole lot more to you than if you're not. I, lo- I love it. I'm, I was going to say, as a rugby fan, I, I love it. It's something, it brings a tingle up your spine. You're, and if, if, I don't know if you, you might not have watched it, but if you, if you get, so when the, rugby, the Welsh rugby team, international rugby team, are playing at home, and they'll gather, the whole stadium erupts with this sound. And it, it, it is it is something else, because it does something. Um, and what I wanted to talk about, I wanted to talk about sound today and the power of sound and what it, what it means. And also starting to touch on, on what I think God is highlighting to us, which is the, uh, the sound of Eastgate. I prophesied over our sort of um, music worship core team last Sunday with regard to this. God is... God is Stirring me, and I think it's, I don't think it's just me being stirred, because that song we've just sung, the So Will I song, it's all about the sound of his voice. See, see, the beginning of the biblical narrative starts with a sound. God spoke. 
and he created. So you actually could say that the original purpose of sound is to create life. <clears throat> and uh, if you go through the Bible, Bible narrative, you'll find that, that, that you know, sound is, is a huge factor. You know, Jesus is called the Word of God, isn't he? Um, in, in Genesis chapter 3, when Adam and Eve have sinned, and they're trying to hide away from God, it says God came into the garden and they heard the sound of God. Now, that, that word can be tr- tr- uh, translated meaning sound or voice, but, you know, they knew the sound of God. Now, up until the point that they had sinned, that sound would have been one of excitement and embrace into the intimacy of God, because that's what they were created for. Once they had sinned, then they created a barrier in their own minds, and, you know, and, and then that sound had a different, different feel to it. And God is restoring us to the sound where we understand, we align with the sound of him in a redeemed way. That's what he's redeeming all things to himself. That's the purpose of Jesus. He's getting us back so that the sound of God is something that, that we align ourselves to rather than hide ourselves from. Make sense? And, um, and, and heaven has a sound. So on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, it says the sound of heaven as the Holy Spirit came to descend upon literally all flesh at that time in a specific place, but it says that he is to come on all flesh. As that was released into a reality on earth, it was the sound of heaven that was released on earth. Just like the day of creation. What, what, did he, what does the Holy Spirit come to do? What is his sound doing? I would suggest to you that he comes to create life. See, the Holy Spirit says he does all sorts of things, but he, will, he, he leads people to Jesus. He will convict people of sin. Why? Not to, not to underline their sin, but to set them free from their sin into life. The sound of heaven is, is, is there. It, it hasn't lost its creative purpose. Sound is still creative. Um, you know, in that song, we talk about actually God speaks and nature follows his voice. And it still does. The universe is still expanding. We believe in creation, then actually his voice is still actually echoing. It's carrying, it's, it's still carrying his power, his creative power. In Revelation 1.15, it talks about the voice of God thundering like mighty ocean waves. There's something, you know, there's something like about going for a walk by the sea. There's a difference. If you walk by a river, it has one context, but if you, if you walk by the sea, do you, do I just love the sound of waves does something to you. There is something about it. There's a sound. And it, all these things, are, they, 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 they inter, we interact with them in, in all sorts of different ways. Um, and if, if you read through, again through the, the biblical narrative, uh, when you get to somewhere like Jericho, what did God use to, to destroy the enemy? Sound. So it doesn't seem a very strategic, tactical option to run around singing songs. Actually, in God's... I do is very strategic. What do we do today? We're we're worshiping God. We're adoring Him. We're giving Him glory. We do not understand what goes on beyond that in the spiritual realm of what we've just accomplished. And we don't come. I don't say we don't worship for ulterior motives, but actually worship Him. But as we worship Him, what is happening in the spiritual realms? We we don't know. There are unseen things that go on, and um, so the, the. 
the power of sound is, is, is enormous. How about drums? You know, drums are used in, in the course of all sorts of ways you know, to get armies aligned. Uh, so, <laughs> what, 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 uh, how, how do the angels announce things? Often with a trumpet. So as we go through this, but we can see in the biblical narrative that sound is, is really important. How about the sound of laughter? God laughs. That's how he deals with his enemies. He laughs at their schemes because they're ridiculous. Think they're going to work. No, <laughs> no just, just being silly. Nothing can stand up to him. So laughter is part of our, our, our sound, which is joy. And if I, I, did, I got one, I was just getting some stuff off YouTube this, you know, yesterday and today. And, you know, there, there's one. I had a clip, but I thought, no, this is probably won't have time for this. But if I, if I start to play you somebody who is, is what you call contagious laughter, you would all be laughing. You couldn't help yourself. You might try and resist, but you won't make it. You've ever been in that place? You might try not to, but you would not make Why? There is power in the sound that overcomes your inhibitions and even, you know, there is something about it. It can break you out of things into liberty. That's what he wants to do. There's a sound of his voice. And, uh, and part of God's voice is he laughs. Another part of his voice, he says he loves you. You know, when Jesus was, was, was being baptized, the voice of God came to him, you're my beloved son. With you I'm well pleased. That's what God would say over you. You're a child of God. I'm really pleased with you. He delights in us. The voice of God is not just instructions. It's intimacy as well. And, you know, how music is used in, in you know, in, in the, the places of intimacy and romance, it's, we all know how, it, how powerful it can be in that, in that context. <clears throat> I would suggest to you that sound inspires and gives courage. Like that national anthem before you play a game of rugby. You're ready to, ready to represent your country. You feel the honour and the dignity of it. And this is one thing, as Christians, we, we, we represent <clears throat> a country, a kingdom. And there's huge honour and dignity in, in, in it. We all get to play on the international stage. Did you know that? Every one of us plays on an international stage because God so loves the world. He's reaching the world. And, and we, we, we're called up. And, and his anthem pulls us together. There's something communal about, about sound. <clears throat> um, I was saying, look, one, one of my great uh, ambitions well my greatest probably ambition as a young child was to compete in the Olympic Games um, and I wanted to be there, wanted to be there as the flag was going up the pole and the national anthem sung as I won my gold medal and, you know, <coughs> and um, that didn't happen in that stage but actually it did happen a good number of years later when I, I, I sat in the Olympic Stadium in 2012 on the golden hour when Great Britain won three gold medals, and I sat there, and I sat there stunned that God would catch me up in my dream of, of participating in an Olympic Games and seeing a gold medal proclaimed by the national anthem. It does something for me. I remember when David was, son was 18 months old when, when his first Olympics came round. I remember standing me in front of the television with his little gold medal around his neck as we sang the national anthem. <laughs> I was training him early. <laughs> he was training early. Uh, uh, sound is powerful and sometimes we just think it's noisy sound it's not one of the most powerful sounds I know is shh it's, in, it, it's interesting that little sound al- aligns a whole room in an instant 
You know, we, we tend not to do it here because actually, if you've got a real hubbub going on and you want a quiet room, it, it, somehow that, that little whisper sound penetrates through everything and gets everybody's attention. It's amazing, isn't it? And you, and you turn and you, you're like, because you all know what it means. There's a message going out through a sound that, that aligns us together for a common purpose at a common time. And, and so God's been speaking to me. I just, oh, I'm, getting, I'm, I'm getting more and more excited as I, I'm thinking about this because this is slightly, it's not finished all this together. It's, it's coming together in my mind that God is doing something because he told me today, well, sorry, he told me recently that 2018 is a year when the sound of Eastgate will be released on the world stage in, in, a, in a new way. So I've been thinking, what does that mean? Um, a number of months ago, my daughter-in-law, Jo, she was saying that she'd actually got Chris's CD playing in, a, in her car. Um, victory kisses and she said to me she said it's like having Eastgate worship with me which made me think well what does that mean what does that feel like what, do, what does it feel like to have a something it's specific and it, again it's specific without being exclusive you know m- most of us can actually think oh I think that, that you can align a song up with, with, with you know, it can be worship songs or it can be other songs you've got some idea w- the origin of the song and what, what songs do, they, they don't just cons- convey words, they actually convey heart and meaning, that's the point. There, there's a cultural, there's a, there's a heart interaction. That's, songs that really capture you normally have got a heart in them, yeah? They're not just factual statements. There's a communication of heart and values. And so one of the things I've been doing with our students in day school, uh, particularly the second years over the last couple of weeks, is actually looking, well, what is the heart of Eastgate? What, what are we talking about? What's the sound of Eastgate? What is it we're trying to express? Because you, know, you might sing a song and, and you say, actually, that, that doesn't quite express who we are. You might notice we don't, we don't sing a lot of songs about being rotten sinners here. Because I don't believe we are. I believe God set us free from that, you know? It would be countercultural for us. <clears throat> God's forgiven us all our sins, so he's made us to be glorious sons. That's the sound we're singing. We've got a purpose, we've got dignity, we're world changers. Do you understand this? Well, this the, the sort of, what do we want our children to grow up in? What sort of environment, what's the sound that they're going to be surrounded by? What's the voice that God has given to us? And, and one of the ways I've been looking at this is, is that it's the picture of an orchestra. But um, I believe Eastgate has a sound that fits into the orchestra of heaven. Now, that does not make us exclusive in any way, because I think God's got a really big orchestra. And he's quite capable of conducting this orchestra. But in an orchestra, you, do have, you have different sounds. And that's really important, otherwise you wouldn't have an orchestra. You, know, there's, you can get people playing the same instrument together, which can be impressive, but actually the range that you can get with an orchestra. And that was one of the prophetic words that actually helped us as we were moving forward, actually back in 2005, when Dave Webster and I actually we looked at putting our two churches together. Um, and uh, we knew that was going to be, you know, it, it faced its challenge. And how that all going to work? And, and God gave us the picture of being an orchestra. And if you're playing in an orchestra, do you know you don't play all the time? There's sometimes when you're, you're not playing, you're resting. You're, you're, it's not your moment but you're part of something. You know, and, and, and hopefully if you go to good orchestra, you don't see the person who's not playing kicking off at that moment in time. <laughs> you know, that would kind of spoil the performance. Now, they know they've got an important part to play in the whole, but they're waiting for the moment when the conductor, in you come. 
And then actually a lot of orchestral pieces, you know, where it goes to, where it drives towards where the whole orchestra is playing. And I felt God say that to me for this year, that, that 2018 is, is, is a time when that, that sort of, <coughs> what's the right word? Uh, it all builds together. And every, I think the whole crescendo is the word I'm looking for. There we go. We're, we're, the, the, the sound of Eastgate is rising with everybody. You're all, you know, the conductor's bringing us all in to play the part that he's put for us, which is your individual part in the orchestra, which is Eastgate. Eastgate is an orchestra. You know, it's an orchestra made up of individual instruments, which is you. And then I believe Eastgate fits in amongst other church, as, a, as a, another broader picture of an orchestra. <clears throat> so I've been looking back over some of what I call the defining prophecies of Eastgate, because God spoke to us in all sorts of different ways. He speaks to us through prophecies and, and things, but some of the defining prophecies we've had. Um, so in 2000, and, uh, it was 2005, God spoke to us about being put at the east gate to the city. Actually, I think it was just at the end of 2004. And, um, you know, we, we, we have put a lot of weight. You know, when, when God, God says something, you can build on it. In fact, it says it's silly not to. You know, um, that's the difference between building on rock and sand. The only difference between building on rock and sand is, is the ones who build on rock do what God says and the ones who don't who build on the sand don't do what God says. So we, we chose to put weight, weight on this. And so when you're weighing prophecy, it's how much weight are you going to place? And we place a lot of weight on that prophecy, so much so that we completely transformed. We put two churches together. We, tra- we transformed our communities into this. And you know what? There was no city at that point. But what was God saying? He was creating a city. That we would be at the East Gate too. Which is what you are. You're in the East Gate to the newest city in the United Kingdom here. Is that amazing? God is creating things. Um, beachheads for freedom. This is really important for us. God spoke to, to us in 2009 that we were to create beachheads for freedom, which is what we're doing. So freedom is a really important thing here. So the sound of East Gate should be one that conveys freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So the, the, the resonance of heaven is freedom. It's, it's for freedom that Christ set us free. It's that Galatians 5 verse 1. So do not allow yourself to be enslaved once again. So do not allow yourself to be enslaved. That means it's possible to allow ourselves to be enslaved. Don't, don't allow yourself. But what would, what would enslave you? Well, there, there's all sorts of other voices out there that would try and take you away from the realities of heaven. One of the obvious ones is fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear. So when, when fear enters into to the sound mix, it, it is discordant. It, 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 it spoils the noise. So it spoils the sound. Yeah? You understand what I'm saying? It's, and I just I said it in the first meeting. You know, I, I, so quick question. Do you believe the Bible? No, no, no. Yep. Now, what, what next question is, do you really believe it? Because actually it's okay acknowledging it's true. There's a difference between acknowledging it's true and actually it being a reality in your life. And one of the things I find that, that, that people struggle to really believe is that it's possible not to be anxious about anything. <laughs> okay, that's because, well, you, right, if you understood my circumstances, you'd understand why I'm anxious. Or uh, No, no, the Bible says... Jesus said, don't worry about your life. Seek first the kingdom of heaven. Don't be anxious about anything. This is the way to think. But I find most Christians actually don't believe that's possible. Well, you're listening to the wrong voice. 
The sound of heaven has no fear in it. If you line yourself up with that, then what it says, you have peace that passes all understanding. Not depending on circumstances. This is the way to live. Now, I would suggest to you that is one of the most powerful sounds that we could ever proclaim from this place. You know, God was talking to me this morning about mental illness. And my, my perspective, most men, people with mental illness, they, they, they need to know the peace of God. It's not so much a healing issue. It's, it's an understanding the peace of God that will guard their hearts and minds. And that's a journey. And I don't say this, I'm not saying this to, to run you down. I'm just telling you that this is, this is the sound of heaven. As we align ourselves with that resonance, then we're going to resonate. You think, man, this would be amazing. You know, there, there's the old jokes of, you know, you know the Miss World contest. What, what do you want to see? Oh, peace in the world. There is a crying out, but oh, true peace. This, this is, this is, and, and it's true in your spirit. You know, the, the, you are a spiritual being. We talked about that a while. And the Holy Spirit is interacting with your spirit. That's where there's, there's a resonance going on. You know, when the sounds are, and that, that, that needs to inform our whole mind. Now, when you're in worship, you feel, ah, there's something going on. Do you feel it this morning? Yeah, I can take the world. Now, does that inform your mind or does that get suppressed by your mind as soon as you leave the building? Which, which tune is, is predominant in, in your life? It's really, it's really important. Which, which tune is predominant in Eastgate? We have a Joseph anointing. That, was given, that prophecy was given to us in 2004. A lot of them came at a similar time, which means that we are to feed the nations. Well, if you're going to feed the nations, you have to have a lot of resources, which is why actually it's really important that Eastgate is a large resource center. Some people say, well, I'm not quite sure we're going to fit in here. There's a big, big, big church. No, we, we're going to feed the nations. It's going to take a heck of a lot of doing. And you get to play a part in the orchestra. You really do. It's our delight to feed the nations. So, so uh, this living fire coming up, we've got churches from Austria and France, as well as United Kingdom, up and others. Last year we had France, Holland... Belgium, Faroe Islands, Scotland, and us. So, so we, we, you know, we're, we're reaching out. We're spreading further. We're actually, literally, we are feeding the nations. It is true. <laughs> so, one of the things I think we need to understand, if we want to, if like resonate with the, the voice of heaven, the sound of heaven, is we need to understand heaven. And heaven, the, heaven is defined by the presence of God, not by geography. It's, it's what is God like? Who is he like? And then what are our cultural realities? What is, what is if you like, the distinctive um, sound? Because hopefully all of Christianity will say we love God. Yeah. There, 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 there's a commonality, but actually there's something, there's distinctions that God is calling us to. And those are sort of things we're, we're trying to be aware of and be ready to release. And I would suggest that, that some of the things that would actually... Um, make up some of the sound that we're talking about Eastgate is freedom. Freedom is really, really important. And um, we'll talk about that some more. The presence of God, healing, miracles and power, joy, peace, equality is a huge deal. And I've been unpacking that more and more, again, particularly in, in the days with the day to school students. We, we want to demolish any concept of hierarchy in the kingdom of heaven. I really do. I, I'm absolutely determined about it. Equality is not just about male, female. It's actually that we are all equal in the sight of God. 
And you're all members of an orchestra. You're all valued. You all have a part to play. You all, make, you all make up the whole. You might be less prominent. That doesn't mean to say you're less important. I've said it for many years. It's true. I've been basically, this will be the 30th year that I'm, I've been leading the church. And I've said it right from the word go. I never regard myself as more important here than anybody else. Okay? I'm just a bit more obvious. A bit more prominent. I understand that. But I do not regard myself and I will not as more important than any of you. We're all part of a whole. We're part of the same. And we all need each other. And without you, I wouldn't be complete. I'm a part. I'm a part of what God is doing. And I understand I'm not, you know, trying to be overly humble. I I understand my gift. I'm going to use my gift. And and all that God's given me, all the resources God's given me, I'm going to pour into this mix. But I haven't got it all. We all need each other. And if we could keep expanding, actually we're going to need to keep on embracing all the new that's coming our way. Danny Silk said to me a while back, a couple of years ago, he said that Eastgate is not an echo. Well, that's interesting. He says Eastgate is not meant to be an echo. It's meant to be a distinct sound. Now, that means we're informed by all sorts of people, and we love many, many people, but actually Eastgate has a sound, and it's our job to make it known. So here's the, here's the picture I'd like to bring you, that God is conducting his orchestra. And you're part of it. Are you ready for when his baton comes to you? Are you prepared? Are you, are you alert? There are, lots, there are lots of Bible passages about being alert. You know, the, the, the widows. Oh, no, the, no sorry, the, the bride's waiting for the grooms. They're, they're, they're thing. Be alert. Be, be, be ready. Why? You think, ah, I'm not sure. No, no, we're, we're always meant to be on the alert. Be prepared in every season, what it says. We've all got a part to play in reaching the world, as we were saying last week. There's a world out there. It's not just about having nice Christian meetings. And I, I, I feel that the, the baton of, of, of heaven has actually come down on Eastgate right now. I can see it in my mind's eye. And actually, I prophesied over the, I say that some of the core worship team leaders last week. And I, I'm just, I was illustrating this. And I put my baton down. And as I did that, then poof, the power of God hit the room. Didn't it, Martin? <laughs> because... There's something about you're brought into play, and at that moment in time, you know it's your time. And it's not that it's not been our time, we've done well, but actually there's a sense of something is happening, I, I can feel it, and I want you to, to be ready to play your part. And I'm going to finish with it, because one of the things that has happened, in the Hope Community School, we had a meeting on Tuesday up at the, the Department for Education, if you ask me how it went, I'm, saying, I'm not quite sure, I'm, I'm, I'm not really used to those meetings, I'm, I'm not a political person, so I find it difficult to read the room. Um, but I, I, some other people thought, you know, it went well. So I, I find it difficult to work out. What I do know is actually at the moment, you know, the, the project is, is, is on pause. It's on hold. And, and we, you know, we're not expecting to see a school there, you know, in September this year. So I've been praying about this, and I felt God speak to me really clearly. Um, see, at the end of, towards the end part of last year, I planted about 200 bulbs in my garden. Now, I was out. I'm out at the moment. I'm starting to look for them can't see many yet but I'm expectant see when I've got plant bulbs I have a confident expectation that there's life within I know I'm going to see something but what you don't do is you keep on digging it up to have a look why could you kill it off and it's what I feel it's a confident expectation in me that that, that this is something because God spoke to us about it it's not we didn't do this as a good idea we did this because God spoke to us He, he he spoke this into being and 
for me at the moment, I think, oh, it's like that. Another analogy he gave me was actually that, that we've got a lot of trees in our garden, uh, and when it comes around to winter, I don't worry when the leaves fall off the trees. Oh, no, all my trees, oh, something wrong with my trees. No, 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 they, they, they've lost all their leaves. They're meant to have leaves. No, no, it's a season. And I think God's saying it's a season, and there is a season at the moment for Hope Community School, which we don't necessarily fully understand, because it's hidden. But I want you to keep praying, because we're going to look for the signs of that coming to life and then, and then release it again. Uh, I think it's really important. And, and just say so this, on um, Thursday this week, one of the students at Dave School, he arrived in his shorts. You believe it? Shorts. Shorts. <laughs> and, I th- and I thought, and I, th- I in my mind, I thought, oh, he's announcing a new season. You know, in my mind. Well, it's he came and prophesied over me exactly that. And for Eastgate, he came prophesied, he said, for Eastgate, particularly with the, ch- with the church, he said, it's se- this is seasonal. You don't worry about seasons coming and going. This is seasonal, don't worry about it. That's a word for God for us, okay? So we're not going to worry about this. We are going to trust him. We're going to keep pushing forward. Now, what I want to do, I'd, I'd, I'd like you to respond with me, if that's okay, because I want you to feel the baton of heaven coming down and pointing at you. Okay? So let's stand together. And I want, want, want us just to, in that sense, think, commit together that we're going to be a mighty orchestra in God's hands. Just imagine being part of a mighty orchestra with the sound of heaven being released. With freedom being released. With joy being released. With peace being released. With miracles being released. With an understanding of righteousness being released. Keep going. You're going good. Keep it going. Keep it going. You're doing a good job over there. It's the sound of heaven being released over you. That's what flags can do. They're used in warfare. Keep going. You're doing a good job. Father, we thank you for the sound of heaven being released. And I pray now for the Holy Spirit to come and flood your being. And Father, we say we're ready. And right now, I want you to... I want you to feel the baton of heaven. Whoa! Whoa! As God says, now's your time. The lady in the blue top there, you? It's your time. You need to believe it's your time. Fiona Gilpin, it's your time. It's our time. Should we say it together? It's our time to release the sound of heaven on planet Earth. Amen.